0: Storyteller David here. You guys having fun? Great. Well, you know the fun doesn't have to end with the show itself. Check out our Instagram, Pod, at Instagram.com. And, uh, hey, while you're at it, go ahead and rate us. Uh, tell your friends about us. Let everyone else join our pants party. Thank you much. Enjoy the episode. Heavens dug deep, and chains of guilt broken for uncle and niece. Jean Franklin stood strong as claws raked his skin, just a hill to the wall, shooting arrows within. Zeb's blades a flurry, severed many a hand, and Jules' magic supported in a masterful plan. Together they banished the malevolent past, free the good folk of God's breath from the shadow it cast. Spirit rest, darkness gone, slay the night, break the dawn, a new star, a new star. Final excerpt from The Awakening Song, The Song of Seven Jewels. Co-written by Proclaimer Emmett Corden and Proclaimer Tungsten Ward. May they find peace in the arms of the Covenant Gods.
1: You just gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Whoo wee.
0: I had goosebumps last week. That was, that was something else. Yeah, it was. You guys, you guys, I mean, you were incredible. Uh, you played your roles perfectly. Jean Franklin up there tanking every blow, stopping that last hand, for hitting Coley, getting that uh, the, 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 the actual like attacks under his uh, his death saves. Uh, I mean, like Zebulon, you're in there doing your damage. Jules, the support, just mm, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, me and the monster both really underestimated you guys.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, um, if if any one of us wasn't playing that that chosen role then right the whole thing could have fallen apart and we saw how one hit could either change or end the fight mm-hmm. for yeah. somebody if we had one wrong move yeah it would have been over well if if anybody else except for jean took that hit then they'd have been down yep it was a especially it was a risky, risky with, thing uh,
2: with 14 hp yeah
1: <laughs> well, well even i feel uh, that you feel even, that. Even Zeb with 21 would have been down because that first yeah. hit was 22 HP. Oh, that's right. HP. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Holy whole thing shit. just, yeah, falls apart.
0: I was going to play mean. I was going to go after down people. I was I was out to kill.
1: Wait, and you, you, you
0: guys st- just
2: played perfectly. You were going to play mean? Does that mean you took it easy? What the fuck? Right. No,
0: I, mean, I, like I didn't any get other to play mean. Or... I didn't get to have turns. <laughs> you guys were slaying me. Throwing me this way and that. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. It's brutal, but beautiful. Plus, those dice rolls. I think those blessed dice may have worked out because I was rolling not great.
1: Thank you, Rochelle. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was pretty key. After those first couple of stinkers for me, I just had to uh, warm things up.
0: But all that being said, a couple real quick wedges here. Um, at one point, we did miss the extra damage on a Bardic attack uh, from uh, Jules uh, College of Creation. Uh, uh, basically like extra sort of inspiration on his on his bardic die oh yeah yes uh this sort of a sonic damage component or force damage a damage basically uh it wouldn't have mattered i realized in the hindsight though because it was the final blow of the combat but still would have been a pretty cool
2: visual yeah i think, I think it was like a con save on the attack roll or something yes that's
0: right a con save on the attack roll yeah um i also did not give jean franklin an aoo when uh Jules did his first uh uh um dissonant whispers this was partially uh, out of choice because I, in the moment I was kind of making a call whether or not I would let go. I have to move as far away as I can via my oh, speed, but right, you can yeah. actually move something you're grappling just at half speed. Uh, in the moment I decided to hmm. let go and move back, it felt more fitting for the moment, for the scene. Uh, but I, because of that, I kind of like in the moment was like, eh, maybe I won't do the A O O though because he wouldn't have had it if I grabbed him and pulled him. So it was kind of like a give and take moment I I, I viewed it as. so. Um, But yeah, still, could be considered a wedgie. I wanted to clear that up in case anybody was curious about that little bit there. So the only one that's kind of a a, a bigger thing is the, uh, well, we got a little bit of something wrong with Tasha's hideous laughter. And I believe this on myself. I was a little too uh, uh, invested in figuring out whether or not it would work on a prone creature, looking into that. So I didn't quite look at the fact that uh, I should have been making extra saves on uh, attacks that actually hit my enemy. While it was under the effects. Uh, but hey, on the right side, my wisdom save on this creature was very low. And even had I gotten those, I think it was three different chances, I would have had to reroll, uh, they weren't super likely to actually work. So yeah. I got extraordinarily lucky by getting it the first try on my turn. So
2: I mean, we, we can spread around the blame on that. That was my spell. I should have I should have known it right off the bat and let you know.
0: But in the end, honestly, fantastic fight. I have no regrets. And uh, here we are moving on into the conclusion of God's Breath. It's, I don't know, I, this is this is wild. This is exciting. How are you I guys feeling?
1: I didn't think we'd ever make it here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know when we first, I mean, this is a lot of unzip talk, but when we first started the arc, David, you were thinking like five episodes.
0: I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What is it, like
2: 10 now? Something like that. Like 19 or 20 we started?
0: Something like that. Yeah. It's it's 10 or more. I got really excited and kept adding things. (laughs) It feels like, it feels like
2: both yesterday and last year at the same time. feels like we've been here a long ass time. It
0: really does. It has been, it's been big. I, I think a lot of things have changed for a lot of these characters and man, I cannot wait to go back to the radiant Citadel and to see how these developments are moving on.
1: Um, before we do move on, do you guys want to do a little bit of um, mail time super, super quick?
0: Oh,
2: yeah, sure thing.
1: Yeah, so... Um, mail time, mail time, mail time, mail
2: time. the mail, mail it time. never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When okay. it comes, I want to whip. mail. Thank you. Thank you. You guys both had to look like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, yeah,
1: I knew the thing. Are we okay. going to get, are we gonna get right. sued now? or?
2: No. No. It's parody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh so so in addition to um the the other week on Instagram we posted the uh the stickers and talked about the letter that we got from uh, our friends uh Rochelle of course and uh, Danny Pirate who paints minis and all sorts of really cool stuff mm-hmm. super super talented um we also got some goodies in the mail from our friend Hungry Familiar who just uh, launched a Kickstarter um she in this package here we have some original art from her as well as a zine of a nice tavern that she uh that she drew up there's like um there's like a, a bookmark that has the menu for the tavern there's a map of the tavern i believe there's a short um scenario that you can run and stuff about the npcs all sorts of stuff so um, I thought we could open it here real quick before yeah. we get started.
0: Blubbing Sweet. out, let's see that thing.
1: Ooh, so this is the uh, original ink drawing that we got from her. It's a couple of uh, couple Ooh. of lovers sitting under a tree. Holy shit! So I think that'll look pretty cool on our that new is so uh, awesome on Give our new shelves. Head.
2: Yeah, I finally put up shelves in this studio here so yeah. we can display this awesome, awesome oh, that's stuff. Gorgeous. And
1: then while while that's going around, ooh, ooh. this that brandy new. Um, here is the Hungry Familiar, what's the? Timberwolf Tavern. Timberwolf Tavern. That's the one. I wanted to say nice. our tavern, but it's not ours. Check that out.
0: Not so ugly as ours. Oh, that's
1: Cool. I love it. So we got some extra goodies in there. We got some stickers nice. and stuff like that. I haven't opened it to really figure everything I'm gonna have out. To, but... I'm going I'm to have to read this to Danny.
0: <laughs> I'm calling dibs in one of those stickers. Oh, uh, absolutely. This, this, isn't, this isn't totally well known yet, but uh, we actually had to put off last week's uh, recording uh, for a few days because my computer, my faithful, faithful computer died uh, that night. We were about to start the fight. So I got a new one, and I am so glad to be getting all these stickers and all these cool folks and decorating it. I've never really done that before, and yeah. it's, it's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's looking cool so far. You got some uh, Happy Cat from our buddy Morgan Gleave, some You Are Wizards, one of Danny's stickers, Halfling's Den, I see Spectral Craft on there.
0: And now I'm getting this cat from uh, Letterkenny fame.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The cat that was on the poster in Letterkenny. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Still just isn't as good as Friends, but we're not getting into that today. (laughs) You were the one who put that
1: to bed. Yeah. Yeah, you just brought it
2: up.
0: And I'm putting it back to bed. You just brought it up. I just want to remind you how foolish you are
2: you're alone (laughs) you're alone in this i'll die on this hill i
0: don't care
2: that's what's gonna happen yeah you are correct
0: well gentlemen you have been through a lot in this last number of episodes i mean i you went through the horror arc here and i feel like you went through the ringer and you came out of it i think it's time to close the book on god's breath And maybe, just maybe, to claim your reward for everything, everything you've been through. But first, let's open up the cold cavern beneath a lonely, dark farmhouse. You are surrounded by just walls of red clay. In the middle of this room, just a a pool of dirty water, hands and fingers sort of floating atop it and you stand in silence I think the first thing that happens is we see Kiana still kind of on the ground where she was stabbing at the last uh, hand that was attacking her looks around at all of you her eyes wide, taking you in person to person and there's just so much in those eyes you don't need to roll insight to see the gratitude and then her eyes close and she slumps backwards the exhaustion of these last days weeks you don't know finally taking their toll and she rests Cully just reaches down puts his head on her chest stands up she's sleeping poor thing Looks like she's been through hell I don't know what she's gonna want when this is over I don't know if she wants to stay here Maybe I have to stay too. I I will if it comes to it. But I will make good on my deal with you first. Now I don't know what you all, but I'm ready to get the hell out of this hole.
1: Uh, yeah. Zebulon walks over to to grab one of Kiana's arms and you know put it over his shoulder to try help carry her. So she's um, free now that this thing is dead.
0: There's a an expression in Collie's eyes that's hard to read. He just nods slowly, staring down, dismembered hands all over the floor, eyes flickering from place to place, and says, yeah, I think we both are
1: finally free."
0: And he grabs the other arm.
1: So that means that upstairs they had a chance. We don't know what their purpose was.
0: If I could feel this thing for a second, I could feel it creeping in on me. And I would have done anything that it ordered me to. Maybe they were meant to come down and attack us while we were fighting it from behind. I don't know.
2: Zeb, you said that yourself. If we didn't do what we did, they might have killed us.
1: I just want to know what it was like maybe when... maybe when Keanu's awake let's get out of here
0: and you each take an arm it's pretty rough moving through the uh, the tunnel moving in it's a tight squeeze but perhaps with your uh, sort of smaller frame it's easier for you to maneuver taking the front gently and slowly you push around and up and up you work your way up the ladder into that small pantry into the farmhouse proper and I ask you now what do you want to do see everyone climbs out Kiana's still sleeping. this first room has two bodies on the floor.
2: I think uh, I don't think Jules and Chester are saying much.
0: Chester, especially after the conversation he was he there for, uh, has been very, very quiet and as he sees these bodies like face, very white,
2: Yeah, head down. Where I was going with that was as we get up and we cross over the bodies, I think Jules grabs Chester's head and kind of covers his eyes and pulls his head in towards his chest as they walk by, kind of shielding him from, from seeing all of that.
1: Zebulon's feeling kind of claustrophobic, um, trying to put on an air like he knows what he's doing, and just walks straight for the... He just wants to get Kiana and get out of here. Put this behind him.
0: Hell yeah. The door damaged, the splinters of a chair still all over the hallway just outside. I think, Jules, you must have your rapier out, the only light source for this group to follow currently. Hell yeah. You move out of this room, away from the corpses, away from the smell of rot emanating from that cellar down below. What's your plan now? It's the middle of the night. You're at a
2: farmhouse. There's nobody around. I don't want to speak for anybody, but Jules doesn't want to stay the night in this place. Yeah, I don't
1: think it makes sense to stay here. I think it would no. be—I think it would be smarter to go to like the next house down the street, sort of thing. At least, yeah. Like I'm thinking, almost maybe
2: just camp out outside of this neighborhood.
1: Yeah, yeah, we could do that too. We could.
2: I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to speak for anybody. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't want to stay here.
1: Let's, um, let's find a safe place. We can, we can start a fire and we can take watch and, uh, rest until, um, the sun comes up.
0: All right. So you guys move away from the farmhouse as you're sitting past that last body down at the base of the porch, John Franklin's eyes fall on it. He turns to Cully. Is it possible to get, well, information on these folk that lived here? They have people. I would be much obliged if you could look into it for me. Cully just nods. Here, yeah. Kiana will know. And as much as I hate to say it,
1: we'll have to tell her Everything. I ain't lying to her anymore. Sibion speaks up to kind of try to almost interrupt or maybe redirect. Where's the horse? He's looking around for, I forget the horse's name. Uh, Percy. Percy. Um, wait, wait, Where's
2: Percy? Wait. Zeb, didn't you tie him up at the house back there? Rule a d20 for me. I'm pretty sure you tied him up before we
1: went in. Did we just leave him? I'm going to roll the red dragon. That's a three on the die.
0: I he'd get a one. Uh, you just hear
1: a. <laughs> <laughs> the <something laughs> worst winnie. <laughs> That's a natural uh, three winnie did, right did there. Yeah, say, I was, was rolling
0: that three on that winnie. Did uh, you say that was a DC one?
1: No, I wanted to see if
0: you'd roll a one. Oh. <laughs> Bad thing might happen. Um, Percy comes shambling up He was kind of like lying down, maybe in some brush uh, around where you, you tied him up. Uh, but he runs over to where his rain sort of end and just kind of just looking at you all, just snorting and puffing.
1: Or, Orin, help me get Kiana up on Percy. Right,
0: yeah. And uh, get her up there. And you know, I imagine you guys get some distance to the point where you, maybe you're still along this old road, but not within sight of any of these farmhouses. As you're moving back, you don't see any of those hands either. It's ones pointing the path. And maybe they were the ones making up that creature you fought. Maybe they weren't. Maybe there are some mysteries you're not going to solve here. But you at least know that they are gone for now.
1: Are we going to learn later, though? Like, Jeremy and Steven? Yeah. Because I think that they were the the hands. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, the tunnels under the floorboard tells me that they were the hands. Yeah, we saw a whole bunch of hands. So if we just went around, like, killing hands, do you think we could have made this thing weaker? All right, wreck on the whole thing. Let's redo this. (laughs) magician never reveals his secrets. They're not all of them, at least, but... They're just illusions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Serious. Campfire. Night watch.
0: You got a campfire going. Crackling in the night. Have fun with that. <laughs>
1: Sorry. I was just going to say, I'll take first watch, Deb. You roast, get some rest. Roast a knockwurst over the fire. <laughs> The official meat of fantasy bands, <laughs> you know it.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah. Jules will take first watch. You you get some rest. Um, you've you've been through a lot.
1: Um, you know, let's let's take shifts. Maybe I can sit up with you. I think right, we could do that.
0: I think you also see like Jean Franklin just looks around. <laughs> I don't feasibly see any way I'm going to sleep. So, perhaps I'll take watch, too.
2: Well, then it's, uh... I think it's settled, then. We're all staying awake.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just about right.
2: Chester's just sitting on his
0: own, staring down at the ground. Hands playing in the wet mud. Coley's leaning over Kiana, who's laid out in a sleeping mat. (laughs)
1: Heh. You know, there's no way in hell I'm going to sleep. Well, um, I want to make sure this fire stays, um, running all night. Jules, do you want to help me gather some wood?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one second, though. And Jules is going to mosey over to Cully, reach in his pocket, hmm. and pull out the rings. I I think these belong to you. And he reaches out.
0: He puts his hands out. His eyes go wide, just looking over all of them. He's he's, he's mouthing something, some words. You can't quite make them out. And his eyes tear up just a little bit. Not wounded. She kept him. (laughs) Left him to her to to sell him, you know? Help make her home for herself these belong to my sister Delilah and to my Susanna (laughs) this here grabs one of them from the pile very simple little ring with a singular small diamond I propose with this (laughs) different life I guess I shouldn't expect that she get rid of them girls too sentimental
2: (laughs) they clearly mean a lot yeah they do Thank you. Of
1: course. Jules pats him on the shoulder and then turns back to Zeb. Yeah, Zebulon's at the tree line. He's already got like three or four <laughs> good sticks <laughs> under his arm.
0: <laughs> it's all he can carry.
1: Just kind of like moving real slow. All right, Jules Jules joins him. It is a short while where you
0: go out gathering. Anything you want to talk about while you're alone?
1: Yeah, just quietly gathering sticks for the first time couple of minutes so Jules you know at least something about demons and and we've seen some pretty horrible things together I'm not bad am I absolutely
2: not cause look we we had to make we had to make really tough choices And sometimes it's not always right and wrong.
1: It's just trying to survive. We've seen monsters now. Don't let me be a monster. Okay?
2: You're anything but, Zeb. You're my best friend.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Jules. You're, You're my best friend. (laughs)
0: Oh my god You guys take a button each
1: Oh yeah (laughs) You guys take a button each I can't not
0: Get over here Put your hands out Take your buttons Oh yeah
1: I got tears in my eyes I almost do too (laughs) Well I think I think that's enough Stick to get it uh, (sighs) To get most of the way Yeah Oh don't tell Chester What I just said (laughs)
0: That's right, give me that button back. <laughs> hey, give me that
1: button back. Oh god.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm content to uh, sit watch by the fire the rest of the night. Yeah, same. David yeah. Did,
2: David, did we get enough wood in that time? Yeah. Perfect. You're good. Cool. I'm not Now what are the mechanics of campfire <laughs> yeah. wood? Let's really dig into this. <laughs> we will lose every listener. <laughs>
1: Except for those uh, um, old d d fans.
0: The real uh, wood-gathering aficionados. Oh, yeah. Keep those guys. <laughs> you um, you guys move back. Zebulon, you stay up and watch. And I'm just going to ask, who does sleep?
1: Kali and Kiana? Right, I mean, I only control Zebulon, so. Yeah.
0: I think Jean Franklin eventually trails off.
1: That's good. He needs it.
0: He also uh, uh, bickers a lot about how uncomfortable this this, this mattress is.
1: <laughs> what mattress? is this? What it's, mattress?
0: It's, he's got like a big. His he's got this uh, really nice like like
2: packed bed that kind of. Oh, so he carries like up. a giant
1: bedroll. He's got.
2: Yeah, he's, <laughs> right, yeah he's, he's, got, he's got. a way bigger bedroll. The whole time we were getting wood, he's sitting there blowing up his air mattress. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> he's lightheaded. Yeah.
0: This needs more feathers. <laughs> I can't sleep
2: on this. Uh, I, I, Ridiculous. I, yeah, I, I imagine Chester eventually succumbs to to sleep as well. Um, I Jules... He,
0: huh? I, like, I don't think he falls asleep and traditionally. I think he's just sitting, like, kneeling on the right. ground, and then eventually just kind of his head right. sort of slowly drop into his, his the points of his knees.
2: Right. Snores. I, I don't think Jules... He snores. <laughs> I don't know if Jules ever falls asleep. I think he just kind of stares at the fire thinking about... What just happened in his head. Damn. Yeah. And what's happening to him. Yeah. You
0: probably imagine Zebulun's exact words. Don't let me become a monster. Mm Mm-hmm. And the night passes, and day begins to break. Kiana's the first to wake up. Of those that did fall asleep, her eyes finally just fluttering open. And she just sits up with a (gasps) gasp. She looks around at the campsite everyone Cully's right next to her Sleep on the
1: ground she looks to you Zeb I knew it and I was thinking about it
0: I remember a, a little y'all were there in the cavern but I don't I don't know you. I owe you my life thank you
1: that's okay Kiana uh, you don't know us anything we're uh we're just here with with Cully we're just doing our job
0: she just kind of looks back at him I still can't believe it it's all like some crazy nightmare I could feel him calling out for me I had visions in my sleep I could see him moving slowly moving to meet me here but I didn't see I didn't know what he became I didn't know and and now I do. That, that, that wasn't him, was it? That wasn't little Coley. That wasn't Coley Jr. He's gone, right? He's really gone?
1: He's been gone, yeah. <laughs> so that's what it was like.
0: She just looks down at her stump of her right arm. I never, never in all my life thought I'd feel grateful for that thought that my cousins were the Covenant
1: Gods. I'm sorry, Kiana.
0: Well, it's done, it's done. And then she kind of, as if something hits her mind. Oh, um, there were others. Uh, Mitch, Hayes, Diane, Tyra, the other folk there at the farm. Well,
1: I remember seeing them just... Zebulon stands up and starts to <gasps> kick dirt onto the fire. Uh, a safe fire is a dead fire. Wake the others, let's get moving. I, um... Uh, first light
0: she just nods her eyes still kind of vacant stupefied and starts to shake people awake
1: and zebulon starts to pack up camp and load percy up with jean's bedroll apparently <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the biggest puffiest thing on the
1: back of this horse <laughs> it's like a saddle blanket did you just roll him up like inside it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, Sean. time to go. <laughs> you like roll him off in order
0: Yeah! Yeah fine Ugh. Can't I just sleep a little? No, you know what? This is fine. This is fine. The sooner we get back to promise, the sooner we get to the pale moonlight in. And I cannot wait for my
2: feathered bed and Yeah, that's exactly where we're going.
1: <laughs> you keep the pale moonlight You in. keep
2: thinking that. What? You keep thinking I'm that. going back there. Perfect. Good
0: riddance. You can go to your ugly coyote whenever you want me. I've had enough of this world.
1: I hate those guys. The Pale Moonlight Um,
0: Everyone kind of gets up. Coley, Chester. You pack up. You begin to move. And you're probably an hour into your journey when over the hills ahead, you spot another group coming your way. As you get closer and as they get closer, as you become, uh, uh, as you nearly meet, you can make out Uncle Polder on horseback the first one in this line. You see just behind him looks like a, a proclaimer. You notice the rainbow scarf. See uh, an older man with a full black beard and a long face and chin. And this group catch up to your group behind them there's probably like about 20 men uh, all on horseback all like rugged farmer types. I say men men and women both uh, just like real hodgepodge couple harangon. In fact it's hard to make out, but there's one particular Harangon that seems to stand out a little farther back. Huh. We'll touch on him in a minute, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: As uh, as this group kind of meets you, Polo jumps down. Oh, y'all made it. Y'all made it all right. Oh, thank the Covenant Gods. I was worried. But I brought help, like I said. If y'all need help, move them back. We can get you there. We can go and investigate. Is it gone? That
2: thing? Is it gone? It's over. It's over. Hell. Well, we're gonna
0: push forward. I won't keep you guys any longer. I know you must be itching to get back to promise. Back to civilization, but we're gonna go investigate. Follow through. Make sure. Um, I think the the man behind him moves up, the proclaimer says, uh, my name's Emmett Corden. I'm a proclaimer of the Covenant Gods, and, well, I'm just wondering if y'all be interested in telling me a little bit about what happened here. It's important to get this down in our history, you see. It don't need to be right now. I know, I know y'all are in a hurry, but...
1: Yeah, there's, um, there's a lot to tell. We were, um, we were accompanied by a proclaimer earlier. Austin Ward.
0: Corden just looks down. Yeah, I, I heard. Polda told me all. Oh, that's
1: that's
0: a damn shame. A damn shame.
1: I uh, I have. And Zeb reaches into his um, pocket and pulls out uh, Ward's scarf. I got this. I don't know if it's important. He reaches out for it.
0: I could bring it to Ward's
1: folk, the parents. Tungsten was a little abrasive at first, but um, they were our friend. I'm sorry. Trust me,
0: I've butted heads with them time and time again. They all relentless. Were relentless. Damn it. It's going to be weird.
1: Listen, um, Emmett. Was Emmett... Right, I
0: think so. Let me check my notes. <laughs> <laughs> damn it with an A. <laughs> it says right here. How are you damn it? Damn
2: it! Damn it! Like damn it! <laughs> oh no, I get it.
1: Damn it! Listen, you should um, you should know that um, uh, there's there's nobody left back there that that needs help. So, proceed with that understanding. I think if you want the
2: details, I think that might be for Cully to decide.
0: He looks up, and Cully
2: behind you just nods and says,
0: Yeah, give us some time. You investigate, and we're going to head back to the Citadel. I got things I got to do with that, but you have my word. I'm coming back, and I'll tell you everything. About me, about this story. Some stories deserve to be told, right? David just nods. I think uh, some of these g- guys in the group are kind of getting a little, uh, you know, they were biting at the, chomping at the bit. That's the one. Chomping at the bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they start to move forward like, come on, we gotta go. We don't know what's heading up there. Might be folk who need help. Um, some of the ones didn't really hear what's being said. I kind of nods and then, oh, uh, just out of curiosity, that the only thing Ward left,
1: scoff. <sighs> I need a second.
0: <laughs> you knew I was gonna be, I, I was gonna do this. <laughs> Moving
1: hard. There's no
0: way, I wasn't gonna. You feel that diamond?
1: Yeah, I know. Pressing on you in your pocket. <clears throat> and I wasn't gonna bring it up, but now that, I'm not gonna. Fucking lie of this guy. <laughs>
0: uh, it's your choice.
1: I, I know he's gonna say something. I just need a second to figure out exactly how he's gonna. Uh, you know what? Screw it. Um. Oh, well, yeah. There's um. There was this, and Zebulon pulls out the recording diamond. There's a lot on it that that I kind of need. Well, um.
0: Perhaps if you're feeling kind enough, you could bring it back after after you take what you need from it. Oh Might uh, be footage on there that Ward's folks might want to have brought back to him.
1: Bring it back, yeah, that's um yeah, that's great. I can uh I can do that. You don't mind if I if I borrow it for a, just just to get the footage. He just kinda of looks for a moment, nods and
0: no yeah that's what you've been through what you've done for us I heard about the snake in town any possible thing I can give for you I mean take it
1: <laughs> yeah the snake that was, that was us I think that's John the diamond too we'll want to um, see that I hope you understand
0: Coley just kind of tips his straw hat let's get going Emmett I'll see you again soon I promise. I'll find you. We gotta tell Ward's story. Together. And this group begins to move off. Hold her in the lead. Kiana is staring wide-eyed. She hadn't asked since this morning, but she heard what you said. No one left. She buries her head in the mane of her horse. Or the only horse. I imagine, I actually don't really know who's riding it. I was assuming it was Coley and Kiana on on horseback. I was
1: was assuming at least Kiana was riding.
0: Okay. And so I take it you move on?
1: Yeah. Zebulon's got nothing left to say.
0: It's a long trip to promise. Almost a full day's ride. Well, because you're walking, (laughs) most of you. And then, as you start to move off, as uh, as Kiana's sobbing very weakly next to her. You just hear Chester's voice. It it was self-defense. It was self- And he just trails off. And you move. Do you think it's a quiet trip back?
1: Zebulon's at least pretty quiet. I think so. Maybe
0: like after a few hours, Coley and Jean Franklin prod Kiana for information on just the folk who they can talk to. I think both of them are invested in maybe trying to, to get their families some compensation something.
1: And and there's there's so much more than just those people in the farmhouse. There's so much more. There's the death of Ward, there's this theory of planar absorption, there's this fucking monster. I mean like we're talking about world shattering shit.
2: Everything just changed for us. Yeah, how do you go back to normal? We don't. We can't.
0: And I nearly forgot. As you're, uh... back in time, just a short bit, as you're parting from this group, you do see one figure that stands out from the rest. Sort of in the back, a lot of folk are kind of hushed whispers around them, gathered up. And a name rings out here and there amongst these whispers. Crispin DuBois. Crispin DuBois. Hey, Crispin. This why, come on. I need you on this one. You remember hearing this name once before, spoken by Ward, a luminary of God's breath. And as you're sort of passing by this figure, as maybe they turn and take your little group in, I would like Stephen to describe Crispin Dubois for us all.
1: Yeah. Crispin Dubois is a Haringan. He's got, um... Sort of like a gray, dusty uh, color fur. A little bit of white on the center of his face. The rest of his face, though, is covered up by a red bandana that he wears around his, uh, over his face and nose. And sort of tied into the back of his bandana are his ears. His ears are tucked in behind it. Holy shit. So they're kind of down over his head bandanas tied around and uh that's really all I have so far for a Crispin Dubois description
0: that's good for a passing glance
1: and hopefully we don't need any more (laughs) fingers crossed here's
0: hoping you think Crispin gives your little group a nod as they pass by or just carries on doing his thing
1: Hmm. yeah he'd be cordial he'd give a nod a head nod
0: hell yeah as he goes to join the rest of the group. A luminary moving to the former battlefield. Then you continue your journey to promise. Oh, seven hours or so pass. The day is absolutely stunning. Not a cloud in the sky, rolling green farm hills, it's hard to imagine that just beyond this beautiful land lies something so... So horrible, so dark. It could be easy to forget as the nice, cool breeze mingles with the heat of the sun bearing down on you. And then you see promise. Town bustling. You see a hill just beyond it where you know uh, soon, potentially, a gem will appear to take you home.
1: Thank goodness I am starving.
0: Of course you yeah. <laughs> are. I think as you're getting close, John Franklin kind of shoots down ahead, talks some folk in town, comes back to meet you. Well, we're in luck. Looks like the jasper's coming soon. We have about an hour in town.
1: Okay, well, let's, um... <clears throat> I guess let's see how... How Promise is after the snake attack.
0: As you step through the streets of Promise, you see the colorful drapery all around has been put away. The Awakening Festival is over. There's no low droning singing coming from every corner of every street. There's no stage set in an open field with a choir of proclaimers. Things are back to usual here in this town. Just simple trade going on, a lot of stands closed down, a lot of farmers moving in to sell their wares from the fields. A lot of nods in your way as you come by. Because just as a four, you stand out here in this town. In this world. And everyone knows the story of the guys who fought off the Rattlesnake with Emonrath. Roth and Bink don't seem to be here. You pick that up instantly. They have a way of attracting attention if they're anywhere around. <laughs> So they must have taken off some time ago after making sure that a event at the festival wasn't going to repeat itself.
1: Never to stay in one place too long, those fellas. In and out.
0: So you're moving to the town. Is there anything in particular you're seeking out?
1: You're looking at me like... Yeah, you're looking at you, each other. With something. Some I'm just here. hoping that you got something because I kind of <laughs> don't no, have I don't, much. I don't have anything. I mean, I, I
2: think Jules is going to eat something. Yeah, Zebulon is pretty hungry. Yeah, yeah. Seven-hour walk. Yeah. I, I think Jules at least is eating out of necessity. I don't think he's thinking, oh, man, this is so good. Uh, yeah, food, food. I just think he's kind of going through the motions of eating. He's feeling like really out of place right now and really just kind of every life is happening normally around him and everything that just happened is not normal. Life is no longer normal. So it's this kind of surreal kind of walk through the crowd and munching on whatever's there
1: wherever they stop to get food Zebulon's going to ask the proprietor so um is there any more news about those poachers um oh,
0: well by the bar just no 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 news at all really looks like they were local folk here but uh whatever's going on is all hush hush I
1: think that was a lot of them
0: though we haven't seen any more trouble
1: no, oh, okay, we'll have to uh, we'll have to ask when we get back to the citadel.
0: Oh, y'all know people in high places, huh?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to kiss and tell, but I don't know why I said that. <laughs> she, she just weirdly walks away from you. <laughs> I will say
0: one thing that's interesting. As you're, <laughs> as you're I guess you town.
1: can't take that one out, huh?
0: God. <laughs> I, I
2: wouldn't if I could.
0: Oh my God! One uh, thing you find that's interesting is, uh, along the stairs coming towards you, there's a lot coming towards Kiana and Coley. Coley, who's no longer in disguised form, not as Oren, not as Lady Dre, but as the man he really is, as Coley.
1: Is there any? Um, does Zebulon detect any aggression towards Coley? Because he's kind of on edge about that.
0: It's not necessarily aggression. To some folk, it's a bit of pity. To some, it's, I hate to say something so strong, but almost disgust. The man who fled, and all the songs. But there are a few faces in this crowd that look on with pride at the man who came back. You realize that maybe the reason he was, uh, Orin is, is so unliked here because no one actually knew who Oren was. Just this figure that showed up on the Crystal Network one day, and not a single soul in promise recognized him. And what happens now with this character, with Coley Oren, who they will become when they get back to the Citadel, you don't know.
1: Yeah, it's for him to decide.
0: I think as you finish your meals, stepping out of this little tavern, with little time left, someone sort of shoots out of the crowd towards you. A small figure comes running at you. Just, oh, I, I found you! I found you! I was, I was so worried. I-
1: Ruby, what? is that her name? Hannah. Hannah. Why Hannah. The
2: do- it- <laughs> Ruby. Jesus Christ, Stephen! <laughs> <laughs> How did you not remember that? <clears throat> I feel
1: like I said Ruby like.
2: Ruby's her last name.
0: Oh. Hannah Ruby now.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought it was Ruby Hannah. <laughs> Where did Ruby come from? That's I like the no second clue. time i said Ruby. <laughs> I have no clue. Oh, beautiful. I should just stop talking about <laughs> <so. clears throat> it. Just stay quiet till we get it's back to the sitting down. No, to be or Steven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking letting loose. No, that's three. Here it comes up. What are you my mom? Yes. <laughs> That explains it.
0: Uh, <laughs> she comes running towards you all with her arms filled with these, like, four little figures. And she just kind of looks at I, you. I made them like I asked. I couldn't find you after the festival, but folks said you were still on World. I've been waiting. I, I really worked hard on these ones. I, I know you guys did. We did a lot for us. Uh, well, here. She reaches down. She pulls up It's figurine, little straw doll. Of jewels. Oh, geez. You don't know how she managed to dye a cloak to look like the exact colors of your own. But it is impressive. Even a little wooden uh, carved lute resting on the back. This is beautiful. How'd you do that? Well, I'm pretty good, Mister. That's why I do it. No kidding. Yeah, I want to do it
2: all my life. Is this is this for me? Yeah. you all paid for it, remember? Thank, thank you so much. This is so special. This is real special. You got the gift. She's just beaming. She looks a little nervous when she turns to
0: you, Zeb. Uh, I never made a dragon one before. I, I hope it turned out okay. And she hands you a little figurine of Zebulon. It's, you know, probably half the size of the jewels one. Um, but somehow she managed to nail the, like, the, the head. I think there's like you could see almost like there's bits of beak, like a bird's beak, kind of like uh, uh, worked around in the straw to like formulate the head. But it looks surprisingly good. Is it good, it's, it's good. good. Oh, okay. It's decent. Like maybe you take this in, and, and like it's 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 strange. You're looking at maybe the first edition of a Zebulon action figure, <laughs> and maybe it reminds you of an Ozen Yoshikatsu figure that you definitely had as a child.
1: Definitely. This is. Um. Looks at it for a second. This is really good. You should you should make more of these.
0: Yeah, I actually, I, I, th- that's my seventh. I keep making <laughs> wow. them, and oh yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of the kids here they've been they've been asking for your figures. They're playing with them. You might see them around. You guys have made me some money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Well, um, uh, yeah. Here you go. And Zeb hands her uh, a gold piece. No, you- the the next the next uh, uh, less many are keep making these.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, Mister. This is a lot of money. Yeah, uh, a gold piece is meaningful. Her eyes are
2: glowing <laughs> as she <laughs> takes us in. Like you sounded like you wanted to take that back. Steven didn't do it. <laughs> Zebulon did it. She
0: reaches out with another one, handing Chester's figure to him. As you see, like maybe there's like a little bit of a flower with uh, sort of an orange bloom for the head to like give him that that moppy red hair. It's a little figure with a little bow, and you just see he stares at it and just slowly reaches out. Um,
2: I, you keep it. Maybe there's a kid here that wants to play with it. Come on, Chester. You're you're a hero, too. Roll me an insight check. Sixteen.
0: You see, actually, let me roll a contested check.
2: I really have no idea where he's going with this. Well, I'm gonna roll.
1: <laughs> 15.
2: I will say, what you guys
1: notice is. 18 on the die, <laughs> minus three. <laughs> what? Oh, I forgot about. Oh, Why'd you even God. roll? Because I wanted to feel included.
0: <laughs> Did you just see something
1: dark pass over
0: Chester's features for just a moment, his face sort of setting. Eyes narrow and he just blinks it away. Right, yeah, of course, Jules. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, thanks. I appreciate it. It's nice. It's really good. It's nice. He just kind of stuffs it down his back pocket and just kind of moves away. You were in this kid.
2: She uh probably hasn't sold seven, but
0: He's like he's actually actively kind of moving
2: on past you guys. Um, hey, and as he kinda of moves away, I'm gonna stop him with my hand. We'll talk about it later.
0: Yeah alright, yeah, man, nothing to talk about, but yeah, yeah, right, yeah, later. Sure. Later. And she reaches out with one last figure. You see an actual turtle shell.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Around, this drop figurine. No, you can't give that to him. <laughs> a turtle shell? He's got a little turtle shell based around. You know where those come from, right? Yes, man. It was probably
0: already dead turtle. I don't know. I have no idea, but, like, it's actually, in some ways, maybe the most ornate. Like, she got really creative with it. It's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> got just, him.
2: <laughs> we just killed Jerry. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> Ow!
1: <laughs> you sure it wasn't, like, a walnut shell painted to look like a turtle shell? It's a bigger figure than that. Oh, my God. A coconut shell? <sighs> uh, coconuts on God's breath. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sure there's a huge import market.
0: John Franklin... Reaches out for it and just, um, let's shell it. Oh, it's already dead. Sorry. It wasn't, I know maybe it's tasteless, but I I thought it looked nice. And I want it to be like yours. Your shell's so pretty. And he just kind of like stares at for a moment. And there's no real expression on his face as he looks at this thing. He just kind of reaches into his, his, his coin purse and pulls out some coins. And reaches out with them and she's, Oh no, mister, your friend's paid for your dolly already and you don't get to... A... Yes, well, well, they they probably made a mistake. They're bad at counting. And he just that drops is, some coins into her hands. And she just stares down at bits of gleaming gold and just... Well, no, uh, m- mister, no, th- this is way too much. No, you, I, I'm, I'm bad at counting too. Ugh. And he just storms away.
1: John Franklin's got a heart after all. So David Yes Give me like 60 seconds here Less than that If somebody handed you a dolly Made of human skin (laughs) And then they said Oh well no it was already dead Oh turtles aren't turtles It just doesn't sit right with me Turtles aren't turtles I just want you to know I'm uncomfortable They are fishermen Like
0: (laughs) they gotta accept the fact that like turtles die I don't know I don't think it's like the features that define your your closeness to like beings of your your same species. I think it's like the the emotional connectivity and intelligence. But this is a conversation, probably not for a D and D podcast. We're
1: gonna have to agree to disagree <laughs> on that one.
0: I mean, like, maybe it's a little weird. Maybe it's a little weird. But she's a little girl, so give her some slack,
1: <laughs> you monster. All right, that's all. That's all my. That's all for my interruption.
0: You guys uh, make your way towards the hill just outside of town knowing the Jasper is about to appear and one thing has been unsaid this whole time Kiana's by Coley's side as they move up and just as you reach the hill he turns back to her now I gotta do a few things on the city, but I'll be back I think maybe it's time for storyteller Oren to retire and she shakes her head no no It ain't. I... I ran away, too. In my own way. I I guess in the opposite way. And I... I just couldn't let go of it all. I didn't want to let go, but... I'm ready to let go now. Uncle, I'd like to come with you. Back to the Citadel. Maybe a... a new start wouldn't be so bad. He... smiles... and hugs her and doesn't even try to hold back the tears. As you guys hear a whooshing of air, a gem appears in the sky above and slowly lowers down. These two embracing figures let go of each other hand in hand.
1: I just love that, like the two of them hugging. As it's and coming like down it, behind like, yeah, yeah, like oh, the, yeah. the camera oh. zooms back and there's this giant gem coming down and they're like silhouetted in front of it. And it's like the scale is just... Oh,
0: you see they turn hand in hand towards it in the same camera image. All of you all gathered around them. Imagine all of you begin to move
2: towards the Jasper.
1: Yeah. No looking back?
2: I, I think literally. I don't think Jules turns back. No way. No way. Nope.
0: Hell yeah. Now I'm going to do something a little weird here for just a moment. I want to cut ahead in time just a, a couple of days.
1: Wow. We haven't done this before. Huh.
0: And what happens in that day span, we'll touch on next time. But there's a little scene I think we all deserve to see.
1: You've piqued my interest. Yeah.
0: You stand at the ugly coyote. Kiana's there as well. Cherry Delights, the ones that remain, all gathered around. Ader looking proudly on the bunch. All of you in the empty dining room as the crystal projector flickers to life on the canvas wall. Hmm. And you see Storyteller Orin. But it's also not Storyteller Orin. For while he wears that same straw hat, he's kept his features. As Cully. And he just looks at the screen and says, Now I know there's been a lot of rumors and confusion around the details of my little break from the network. And I might be able to clear things up a might, But that ain't the real heart of this broadcast. First things first, let me speak true to y'all. I was not born Storyteller Onan. My real name is Cully. Cully Groundspur." Ten years ago, I lost my little boy to dark forces in my homeworld of God's Breath. And a few days ago, that selfsame darkness came back for me. Now, I ain't got time for the whole story right now, and the details ain't important to my announcement tonight. Just know that I faced a greater evil than I have ever known. And I did so with the help of the two most promising luminary candidates I have ever met: Zebulon Black and Jules LaRoche. Y'all hear those names? Remember them. Zebulon Black, Jules LaRoche, sidekicks Jean Franklin Montelio, and Chester Mapes. You may know that some of these folks through station and reputation, but you do not know them as I do, as true heroes. Just as survivors of Tythos some of whom owe their lives to these new luminaries. And you see them flashing across the screen over this footage face. You see the footage that started all of this. Jewels backed by his cherry delights, obliterating a, a lightning creature. With a magic touch, Semulon two blades cutting through one of these elementals in a flashing X. The two of you eyes are meeting on the first, for the first time on the sapphire surrounded by the cool blue of the jewel. Oh, hell. At the folk of the Ding Sing Night Market, who still sing their praises, and you see footage of the Market Games. Jules eating the skull pepper to the awe of the silent crowd and standing strong. Zebulon cleaving through a giant prawn, launching self, spiraling out of the water of the tank. To roaring applause, Chester tossing the last of the living green bean into his mouth. Jules casting hideous laughter on a dashing dance. Zebulon blasted backwards by falling, burning tent frame then rising, healed by Jules, and cutting his way through canvas into flames and smoke. Zebulon now behind the tent and holding a barely breathing Gamon Sankoon. And of course, the good folk of God's breath. Jean Franklin taking a bite from the giant rattlesnake right in the chest and holding strong. Chester firing an arrow into this creature's head. Jules, magic driving the creature away. Zebulon's final shot through its eye. Dire surrounding your group, a flurry of blades, the thrusts of a spear, arrows fired, magical mists, and a glowing loot. A party together, and the images fade away to the familiar face of Cully. What more can I say? Well, just this. It with the utmost pleasure and excitement and pride that I announce my full support of these four folk. They are the real deal, and I will continue to promote them and sing their praises for as long as I am able. Which, well, it may not be long enough. Now, I'll be honest with y'all. I might not be around for a bit. You see, there's some folk in power that don't want to see these luminaries rise, which is why I look to you good folk of the Concord Worlds. I look to you and I plead. In these times of darkness, don't shy away from our greatest, brightest beacons of light. Invite them. Welcome them. Oh, yeah. and don't forget to check out Pepper's Peppers in the Densing Sink Night Market. The official sponsor for these two rising heroes. <laughs> and, hell, I guess we'll call it there. Ah! Oh, wait. There's another award you guys deserve. What? You both level up to four. Yeah. (laughs) Level four. Oh, man. Only took 33 episodes. (laughs) See you next week, folks.